on this episode of Why Watch That. I would probably pay for this one. And the reason I'm going to tell y'all because the producer's trying to be coy is because it's about food. I know exactly <laughs> what you're thinking. Pay mm-hmm. to stream it, like, discount rate. So not, you know how, like, they, they start them at the top and then, like, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I'd probably pull you out the ad tier. Stop it. I grew up, and I know you did too, producer, listening to the Chipmunks Christmas album. Yes. You know, with the hula hoop and all of that I other do. stuff. Yes. I didn't know they had a country album. They did, and we had it. Sounds like Walking Dead-ish, Handmaid's Tale-ish. Yeah, World War Z-ish. Don't throw in World War Z. It ain't got nothing to do with no World War Z. <laughs> but not alien like yeah. <laughs> i don't like alien it's just that i like those ones like you know what? mac and me you haven't even seen alien why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and tv shows hollywood has to offer expect the unexpected from the critic well nothing gets past the ref we do all the work so you don't have to welcome, welcome to, to why, why watch, watch that, that. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. <laughs> What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. $5. Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water <laughs> and eat raw potatoes. But... <laughs> I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, right. right, right. (laughs) Well, everyone, look, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So, Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. The Why Watch That Talk. All right, guys. This is the producer. I can't believe it. We got a different, we got a different voice going on. Um, And uh, just wanted to come here to help support our good friend, the Critic, (laughs) as he has a bunch of stuff in the can that we got to bring. That we got to bring to you during our during our pause, right? So yeah. um, now, can so, you yeah. explain this pause because it's 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 changing, it's shifting what it means. Yeah, it's a very fluid pause, guys. So um, we are not going to leave you hanging with critical industry coverage, right? So this pause happens, and South by Southwest is already on the on the schedule, so we're definitely going to cover that. Also, the Oscars is coming as well, like in the midst of our our pause. We're not going to leave you without any commentary on the Oscars. And I'm pretty sure that there's going to be other content or major things that might kind of pop up that we go. We have to kind of get our voice in. So it's going to be a pause to help us kind of figure out what the new format looks like. But um, you're going to continue to kind of hear from us when it makes sense, whenever we can uh, get the critic to get excited about some new stuff on the street. Oh, well, good luck. And by the <laughs> way, for those of you who are going, what are they talking about? Pause. We had a special announcement. 
our wonderful ref had to leave us. Now, this is because, you know, conflicts of interest happen in the world. So we wish her well. She is still with us in spirit, of course. And because of that, we're going to, you know, figure out what, why watch that is going to be and still bring you content. So the producer, you know, has decided to join me. Very brave on the producer's part. The producer is perfect. I was telling the producer because the producer knows absolutely nothing about movies and TV shows. That's not true. If there was a burn (laughs) notice trivia. Oh my goodness. Totally. (laughs) Totally win the competition. And you know, your boy, Jeffrey Donovan. That's the he showed up in the in the Law and Order. Yes, Law and Order. Well, yes. yes, I saw that recently. I was, I I was like, oh, what's another this? one of the shows you know, Law and Order. <laughs> yes, I know Law and Order. <laughs> so, okay, so this is going to be fun. I'm going to throw some curveballs at you, producer. I'll see what you say to me, but I'm used to it. Okay. All right. So go ahead. What do we start with, my friend? We're going to start with South by Southwest 2020. Oh. Ew. Oh, which uh, starts on March the 11th and goes through March the 20th. So, uh, critic, what are you excited about? Yeah, South by Southwest this year. Now, keep in mind this is in person in Austin, Texas. Some things are available only there, and uh, most of the stuff is available online as well. I will be partaking it online. Okay, as you know, y'all know me. You know how it's going to go. Uh, But some of the things I'm going to miss that I wish I, you know, if I were in Austin, I would go like the Atlanta new season premiere is going to be there. producer. The producer actually knows what Atlanta is. (laughs) I do. You know, uh, there's a movie with Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, The Halo TV show that's coming on Paramount Plus will premiere. Uh, Also, Nick Cage's new movie where he's starring as Nick Cage, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent will only be there. So I won't be seeing those. I will see them at some point, probably. But what I'm going to do, producer, is highlight five movies that might sound interesting and six TV shows that might sound interesting. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to read the description and you're going to tell us whether you would watch it or let's say it this way, would you pay for it? Okay. Okay. So number one movie is called Spin Me Round. Now, the description is when the manager of an Italian restaurant chain wins the opportunity to attend a franchise's educational immersion program in Italy, l'Italia, what she thought would be a romantic getaway devolves into chaos and catastrophe. Now, this stars Alison Brie from Mad Men and so on. We also have Aubrey Plaza. Now, when you put the two of them together, craziness will ensue. Fred Armisen is also in it. And it's co-written by Allison. And it's also co-written and directed by Jeff Baina. So this is going to be something to behold. But producer, would you pay to see it? That description sounds interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I would probably pay for this one. And the reason I'm going to tell y'all because the producer is trying to be coy is because it's about food. I know exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> We're moving on to the next one. Now, this is called To Leslie. And Leslie is a West Texas single mother struggling to provide for her son when she wins the lottery and a chance at a good life. But a few short years later, the money is gone. That Which is not, by the way, 
not rare for lottery winners. Oh, yeah. And Leslie is on her own, living hard and fast at the bottom of a bottle as she runs from the world of heartbreak she left behind. Now, this stars Andrea Riseborough, who is always in some craziness. Wonderful actor. But along with like Allison Danny and Mark Marin and Stephen Root, one of our favorites. So just because of this cast, I want to see how this plays out. Uh, this might, this movie could be something producer. I start like, if like, wow, this is very entertaining. Or I start and go, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But what about you? Would you pay to see to Leslie? See, the description sounds like I would watch it, but I don't know if I would pay for it. Ooh. It seems interesting. Like, if it was on Netflix, if it was on the streaming service and I just needed to watch something, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm leaving a house and spending money on that one, though. Would you pay to stream it? Because that's another question, because people can do that at South by Southwest. Yeah, like, pay mm-hmm. to stream it, like, discount rate. So, not you know how, like, they, they start them at the top and then, like, somewhere in the middle... <laughs> I'd probably pull out the ad tier. Stop it. (laughs) Next movie, I Love My Dad. Now, this is inspired by writer, director, and star of this movie, James Morosini's True Life Experience. So it follows Chuck, who's played by Patton Oswalt, who doesn't love Patton. He's an estranged father who desperately wants to reconnect with his depressive son, Franklin, played by James. Blocked on social media and concerned for his son's life, Chuck impersonates a waitress online and starts checking in with Franklin. But things begin to spiral when Franklin falls for this imaginary girl and wants nothing more than to meet her in person as Chuck has inadvertently catfished his own son. Little Ralph Howery is also in this. Got to mention his name whenever I see it. What do you think, producer? Would you pay to stream this? Totally. I know you would because it's a catfish. <laughs> See, I need look. Totally. If it were about cooking catfish or being catfish, you know. <laughs> Interesting. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, now, two more movies to go, and then we'll get to the TV shows. Seriously, Red. Description. Raylene Red Delaney is a vivacious but at times misguided redhead who pours herself a cup of ambition and trades her nine-to-five career in real estate for a life under the spotlight as a Dolly Parton impersonator. At first average and then fabulous, her tumultuous journey is full of fake hair, artificial boobs, and a romantic liaison with Kenny Rogers. The cost of success, however, is far greater than Red ever anticipated, and in order to find herself, she needs to lose herself in Dolly. They got me to say fabulous. So already they owe me some money. But look, we have Rose Byrne starring as Red, along with Bobby Cannavale. Okay, you know, what do you think, producer? If my mom was visiting me, Mm. I was visiting my mom, I would stream this movie. My mom is a big Dolly Parton, (laughs) Kenny Rogers. Is she? It's like... As Islands kid. in the stream. That yeah. is what we are. He loves them. Yes. So if you like, know Ghetto yes. Superstar. Yes. That. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yes. So yeah. So that's like we had the Chipmunks. Um, my mom bought us the Chipmunks country album, like because they had did this whole <laughs> cover of Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers song. So like, <laughs> I can't. Like, no, you know what? 
I grew up, and I know you did too, producer, listening to the Chipmunks Christmas album. Yes. You know, with the hula hoop and all of that I other do. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they had a country album. They did, and we had it. I'm moving on. I can't even with you. I can't do it. But final movie, and then we'll get to TV. The Cow. Now, upon arriving at a remote cabin in the Redwoods, Kath and her boyfriend find a mysterious younger couple already there. The rental has apparently been double booked. With nowhere else to go, they decide to share the cabin with these strangers until the next morning. When her boyfriend disappears with the young woman, Kath becomes obsessed with finding an explanation for their sudden breakup. But the truth is far stranger than she could have imagined. Now, this stars Monona Ryder, Dermot Mulroney, John Gallagher Jr., okay, and others. Horror. Monona Ryder. We go and see. What do you think, producer? This is a maybe. Mm-hmm. This is a maybe. I like horror. I like random, like, faux mystery. This kind of sounds like it. Somebody got... Name a horror or mystery that you love. Name one. I like The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> I like Misery. Oh, my God. So, all Stephen King. Okay. <laughs> so, now... <laughs> Six TV shows. Number one, The Girl from Plainville. Now, this comes to us from Hulu. Um, and I'll tell you for these TV shows, because they have release dates, this will start streaming on Hulu on March 29th. And it's inspired by the true story of Michelle Carter's unprecedented texting suicide case. They have that in quotes. So it's based on an Esquire article of the same name by Jesse Barron. And it explores Carter's relationship with Conrad Roy III and the events that led to his death and later her conviction of involuntary manslaughter. Now, this stars Elle Fanning, Chloe Sevigny, among others. Uh, Norbert Leo Butts is in there, one of my favorites. What do you think, producer? Would you watch this on Hulu? If if you have Hulu, it's there. Maybe. I'd give this an episode or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think there's enough in here to warrant that, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see. You yeah. know, a lot of people are in TV shows now. I'm, I'm watching this stuff going, mm -mm, nope. Uh, now, DMZ. Now, for DMZ, my friends, this will be on HBO Max starting March 17th. So very soon, very soon. And it's in the near future. America is embroiled in a bitter civil war, leaving Manhattan a demilitarized zone. There we go, DMZ. Destroyed and isolated from the rest of the world. Sounds like Handmaid's Tale almost. Leaping off the pages of the popular comic. So if you're a comic fan, there we go. This chronicles the harrowing journey of fearless and fierce medic Alma Ortega, and that's starring Rosario Darson, who sets out on a harrowing journey they keep saying harrowing to find the son she lost in the evacuation of New York City on at the onset of the conflict. Now, throwing gasoline on the flames of that conflict is Parco Delgado, played by Benjamin Bratt. Welcome back to him. The popular and deadly leader of one of the most powerful gangs in the DMZ. He wants to rule this new world and will stop at nothing to secure that outcome. And directed by Ava DuVernay. Now, Sounds like Walking Dead-ish. 
Handmaid's Tale-ish. Yeah. World War Z-ish. Don't throw in World War Z. It ain't got nothing to do with no World War Z. <laughs> Very. You know I love World War Z. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you tell us, would you would you would you stream this HBO Max? I, this sounds like one episode to me. You know. like because I like comic book movies kind of thing. But like if I had if I had to pick something from something else, this would, this would probably be at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd be open to watching. I'd be open to watching this if someone else was here and wanted to watch it with me. Someone else. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I wouldn't go to that for my own personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe a communal type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, n- up next, The Man Who Fell to Earth. This will be on Showtime starting April 24th. And it's based on the Walter Tevis novel. Love, Walter. And the iconic film from 1976 starring David Bowie. So it follows a new alien character who arrives on Earth at a turning point in human evolution and must confront his own past to determine our future. Starring Chiwetelodia 4, Naomi Harris. That's all I got to say. And then you also got Clark Peters and Bill Nye and others. I definitely got to see what's going on here. But what about they had you? Me at, they had me an alien. You know, I love alien movies, <laughs> well, but not alien. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like alien. <laughs> I like those ones like you know what? Mac and me. You haven't even seen alien. And this is something. I know. I've seen the, the things after it, though. What do you mean you've seen the things after it? You know, it's a whole series. Let's stop this discussion. I'm moving on. Shining Girls. I, I just, you know, the the I, just being offended. Shining Girls on Apple TV Plus starting April 29. Now, the description. Years after a brutal attack left her in a constantly shifting reality. Kirby Masrachi learns that a recent murder is linked to her assault. She teams with veteran reporter Dan Velasquez to understand her ever-changing present and confront her past. This is starring Elizabeth Moss, speaking of Handmaid's Tale, Jamie Bell, Wagner Mora, who was in uh, Narcos, and others. This might be a tough watch. So that's, that's the question. But they got a cast. I'll put it that way. What do you think, producer? I would say the cast seems cool. It might be a little too heavy for me. But mm. um, the ca- like the cast makes me... I'm intrigued because of the cast. Like, I actually know who those people are, which is... Oh, right wow. Now, two more to go, and then we're going to, what, a TV talk? Oh, my goodness, we got to get this going. Yeah. So 61st Street... Now, this will premiere on AMC April 10th. And here's the description. Moses Johnson is a 17-year-old track star from the south side of Chicago who is about to head out to college as a scholarship recipient. recipient. Franklin Roberts, played by Courtney B. Vance, is a public defender at, a Chicago, at Chicago's Cook County Court who's just received devastating news from his doctors about a potentially lethal cancer. 
When a drug bust goes wrong in Moses's neighborhood, leading to the death of a police officer, Moses finds himself at the center of the clash and Franklin can't bear another young man from the South side caught up in the system. So Courtney B. Vance, also Ingenue Ellis, along with others. I just want to see Courtney and Ingenue. Now, is this going to turn into something good or not? I don't know. What do you think? The story's intriguing. I would watch it. Wow. Okay. Now, final one. Swimming with Sharks. This will be on the Roku channel this April. So I know people are going, what? Yeah, I, the Roku channel. Okay. Roku. When Lou Sims, played by Kiernan Chipka, starts her internship at Fountain Pictures, she seems like a naive Hollywood newcomer, awestruck by the studio's notorious CEO, Joyce Holt, played by Diane Kruger. In truth, Lou has done extensive research on Joyce, and landing this internship was no happy accident. As Lou's obsession grows, she will do anything to get close to her idol. Now, along with those two actors, Donald Sutherland is in this as well, along with Erica Alexander. Look at that. So this one, when they say the Roku channel, I'll start going, hmm. <laughs> Go ahead, producer. You got a Roku. Would you watch this? Listen, the Ro- Roku is trying to come up, okay? <laughs> They're trying to get some content going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe check it out. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'll be checking all of this stuff out. And- <laughs> We'll see what I review because everything I watch, I'm not reviewing y'all. So just get ready. I'm going to have to have something to say about it. <laughs> but we look forward to South by Southwest starting March 11th. And uh, producer, are we releasing, how are we releasing our coverage of that? Yeah, we're going to release it um, as like little snippets of it, like as you kind of watch it. So like kind of first thoughts on it, because I think mm-hmm. those are always fun. Um, and then we're going to do a top of the, maybe a middle of the festival, end of the festival Uh, coverage. So it's about to be a lot coming your way. All right, producer, there we go. South by Southwest. Now we're going to what? Tell me, what am I doing? Oh, we are going into TV premieres. Mm -hmm. Premieres. Mm -hmm. TV series premieres. Yes. And we're kicking it off with um, the end game. Now the end game is um, on NBC created by uh, Jake Coburn, uh, Nicholas Woolton. Why not? All right, sounds good. Um, <laughs> it stars uh, Ryan Michelle Beth, Costa Rowan, and Marina Bacarvin. Bacarin? Bacarin. Bacarin, yeah. Bacarin, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's a crime show, it's a drama. Sounds like your thing. Is it like law and order? <laughs> now, now, Marina, she plays Elena Fedorova. And she's a criminal mastermind who's been captured by the American government, mm-hmm. FBI, and so on. Now, they want information out of her, and they think they have her in their crosshairs, but do they really? Because while she's in their custody, certain bank robberies are happening. Mm -hmm. 
is this just a plot for her to, you know, get what she wants and to show them, no, I'm really in control? Or is there more going on? Because there is an FBI agent who she's married to a man who is imprisoned, which is not good for her reputation, but she believes her husband. Now, what does the husband think about her? Does he want to hold her back? Is he innocent? Is he guilty? Well, she gets some really bad news from him at the start of the series. And her career is in shambles. She shows up to crime scenes. They send her away. And her partner is kind of like, should I be with you? I mean, because I want to get some action. Now, all she needs to do is, is say, hey, my husband is guilty. Um, you know, separate herself. She won't do it. But she has a connection with Elena. And this FBI agent is Val Turner, played by Ryan Michelle, who's Sterling K. Brown's wife, by the way, and was in This Is Us in recurring capacity. Oh, and her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she's in that show with Jill Scott on BET Plus, the first Wives Club. Anyway. Yeah. So, of course, Val ends up in this secret room, you know, like it's Red Reddington or something, you know, with with Elena. And what's their connection? Is there a connection? Because Val might have written the book on how to possibly stop Elena. Possibly. She hasn't done it. But what does she know? So you have this kind of cat and mouse thing that's going on. Now, some of the shows that came to mind, The Blacklist, like, that's literally the first thing that came to mind when I, when you, when, yeah, we read mm-hmm. about the blind spot, maybe even money heist a bit of that because of the bank stuff. But they're acting like what they're saying is interesting or fun, and it's not. I'm sorry. It, look, am I taking this seriously or not? And why? This is just a big old cloud of hot air. That's what I got from it. But if you like some of those shows, and if you're like still watching The Blacklist, if you made it through all of that, then this might work for you because I couldn't do it. All right, this might be me. I might at least start start this for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and why? So why would you start it? Well, I per- I like heist shows. <clears throat> so, and I, and I like shows where there's like... um. Like, I respect the planning of a heist. And so when they have these characters that have all this background in the criminal world and they're working with law enforcement, I'm, I'm intrigued by that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it would be, to me, seems interesting. And I like the fact that it's a woman um, kind of doing it instead of usually that character is a man. So mm-hmm. that that's interesting to me. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> so what do we have next? Next, we have Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber. Um, mm-hmm. This is a Showtime um, Showtime property starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who I sometimes think looks like Brad Pitt. Um, no, Ed Norton, wrong guy. Yes. <laughs> Ed Norton. Now, Edward Norton. Oh, Edward Norton. I don't want yes, to Yes, because what he said when people say Ed Norton, he thinks of his father. Okay, I'll yep. duly note that for him. Yes, Edward. Hey. Um, Edward. Makes sense. Uh, Kyle Chandler and uh, Carrie Rice. This is a biography and it is a drama. Mm. So Joseph is, is playing Travis Kalanick. 
know who that is. The guy who started Uber, all of that. And so essentially you see how they got funding and so on. Is it going to grow? We know it's going to grow. The growing pains, you know, all that kind of stuff that's happening here. Uh, Kyle is playing Bill Gurley. Who's Bill Gurley? Well, he's the guy with the money. Right. So can Travis convince him to give him his money? You know, that kind of thing. You know, you get the the scenes when they are in with the team at the startup, like billions like kind of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not even getting into more of it. Yeah. So here's my thing watching this. And this is supposedly an anthology. So they're going to focus on a different business each season if they keep going. Interesting. My thing is we need to see the struggle and they need to go deeper so we know why we should care. This is writing for writing's sake with little insight. It's a lot of talking, but no one's really saying anything. We don't really learn anything. And Levitt doesn't really own all the lines to me. I wasn't quite buying it from him. Mm. Now, some things work better than others. It's fine, but hollow. And they're trying instead of actually landing their moments. It's just an echo of other better stuff. The social network, the big short, and I guess billions. What do you think, producer? All right, I know uh, you'd watch this. <laughs> I would. Like, I would I would watch this passively, um, mm. which means it would be on it in the background and I'd be doing something else. Um, that's the definition of passive watching. But mm. um it, I'm always intrigued by just the stories of, you know, businesses and how they got started. So, yeah, you know, that's intriguing. All right. Mm. So, all right, Showtime. Speaking Follow. of businesses, how they get started. What about this next one? Go ahead, producer. I know. The Dropout. <laughs> that's Hulu. The Dropout on Hulu. All right. Oh, goodness gracious. So, <laughs> this is based off of our good friend, air quotes, um, Elizabeth Holmes, who we all know tried to start this um, healthcare company that was not realistic outside of her mind. Um, it stars Michelle Watson, um, Amanda Seyfried, and uh, Nevin Andrews. Andrews. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Nevin Andrews. Another biography drama. Um, I think it would have been interesting as a comedy, but um, go yeah, critics, what, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, actually, hmm, that's an interesting thought. What if it were a comedy? Mm-hmm. So Amanda plays Elizabeth. And if you don't know, this is Theranos, the company that claimed that they'd be able to take just a drop of your blood and be able to do all of these tests and revolutionize really healthcare With no proof. Well, or did they have some, you know? You know. <laughs> You know, hey, and, you know, Elizabeth, we know right now is being convicted and all kinds of stuff's happening to her. Now, Naveen plays Sonny Balwani, who we come to find is her boyfriend. How did they meet? They met at an immersion program in China to learn Mandarin. So that's where we see them. But this really is Elizabeth's story. We see her as a kid growing up. What kind of kid was she? Okay. She wasn't the typical kid. I can only imagine. Her father worked for a company that went up in smoke and people lost a lot of their money. A big time company, you know. So we see how that happened when she was Mm. a kid. And her mother was friends with uh, a woman who is married to a man with a lot of money. 
So when this family was in trouble, they needed their help, but there's friction. Because this man who had all this money, he always got the sense that the homes didn't really respect him. You know, he's like, don't look down at me. <laughs> so that, you know, you'll see how that plays out. And uh, this man is played by William H. Macy, of all people. Now, the producer actually knows who that is now. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there like, you know, uh, I don't know about these homes, people. <laughs> and that Elizabeth one. Because Elizabeth, you know, she's smart and she's not afraid to speak her mind harshly. So we see, you know, she goes to Stanford, and you know, but she drops out. That's why it's called the dropout, because she's going to start this company, Theranos. So, you know, it's blending therapy and diagnosis. She tells everybody that. Now, there is a college professor there because what happens is as a freshman, she wants to get into this like master's level uh, research group. They're doing something cutting edge. But she's a freshman. She ends up in the group. How? And she's impressive. So she has this idea. It goes to a professor. And this professor played by Laurie Metcalf Phyllis Gardner is her name. Looks at her idea and is kind of like, it's never going to (laughs) work. Okay. And by the way, you need to be not worried about this. You need to be like learning and learning stuff. You know, yeah, putting in your time and slow down, grasshopper. Not impressed. But she impresses some people. She gets money. Again, we see her meet Sonny. What's it like to be with her in an immersion program? I tell you this, don't speak English. We are here to speak Mandarin, okay? Don't win. That's what we're here to speak. Or you could say Putong Hua. Now, we see that he sold a company and has a lot of money. It's really not working. He's interested in her. Where does this go? Because they hide their relationship. But how did this relationship come to be? And what does Elizabeth really think about it? What does Sonny think about it? So as Theranos starts to get funding, the thing is, can she get, and can they really, the people she hired, can they get this thing to work? Does it ever work? Now, as of recording, There have been three episodes that released. I've seen two. A new one is coming out shortly. A lot of, we just came from Super Pumped. There are other things coming that are are in this genre now. This true story, you know, tech kind of thing happening. So far, this is probably the best of them, Hmm. I would say. Um, The reason is I was learning some of the stuff I wanted to know about Elizabeth to inform what was happening or what we know is going to happen. So that's what I liked about it. Um, I think the acting is, they're getting the job done. That's what I would say about it. Uh, Amanda, you know, she does that whole voice thing with Elizabeth and the intensity and like, you know, she did her job and everybody else is. But I found myself producer in the starting in the second episode kind of not caring anymore 
Mm, and why? Like what 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 caused the shift? I just didn't like what they were telling me. I wanted them to move forward Got a it. little more. And also, I don't know if there's enough to Elizabeth to warrant all of these episodes. I don't know that. Um, so when you see that, it's kind of like, oh, OK, let's like get to the end of this already. It might have been better as a movie. I was just thinking that. Yeah, but I don't think it's bad as a limited series. Would you watch it? Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> start. That's something I would start. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a passive watcher. So um, <laughs> that's why I watch the same thing 300 times and finally get, get the gist of the story. I can't. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the dropout might make the passive list. All right, so next up is Joe versus Carol, um, limited series on Peacock. Um, it is starring Kate McKinnon, John Cameron Mitchell, and Brian Van Holt. Uh, it is inspired by the what to the Netflix um classic, what is it, cult favorite, the uh, <laughs> Tiger King. Yes, it was a COVID classic, okay? Everybody was talking about that during the pandemic. <laughs> Tell us about it. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what it's about, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's the Tiger King, okay? What was happening? So, in, in this, what, fictionalized version of it, uh, Carol is played by Kate, and this is Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin, you know, once has this big cat sanctuary. She rescues cats and all of this stuff. And in the opening scene, the FBI is there. They're like, we think somebody has a hit out for you and the hitman's on his way. <laughs> okay. And she's she and her husband are sitting there like, uh, what? And her husband's played by Kyle McLaughlin. They're like, okay, uh, where is this person? And the FBI's like, well, we kind of lost him, but we know last thing we heard, he's making his way over here. <laughs> okay. It's coming for you. Now, who could want her dead? Well, Joe Exotic, of course, played by John Cameron Mitchell, who, uh, perfect. I mean, because John, he will do the ridiculous, okay? So the reason is, Joe has, like, um. Uh, uh, animal park you know you go to see the big cats up close you know Siegfried and Roy that kind of thing but it's more like it's more like if you went and if you don't know this if you haven't seen Tiger King it's like if you go to um one of those uh like water parks with the like the the dolphins flipping around you know it's kind of like that it's kind of like that but you get even closer to these cats and Joe has this rapport with them, all of these, like, who knows, hundreds of cats. I don't, too many of them. He's like the Jane Goodall, um, like Jane Goodall with the monkeys mm-hmm. and Joe with the tigers. The only difference is he has them in captivity. He well, right. He's not That's in true. their environment. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which is the issue for Carol. That is the issue. So she has been coming for Joe. And people like him. And of course, he takes it very personally. So we see that play out. Now, um, I had not seen the Tiger King. Um, I just didn't care. Watching this, I was like, mm, 
they're like trying, but it's not connecting. Mm. It's not landing. It's not funny because that's what they want it to be. Obviously, quality, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, with this cast, now they call it a drama, but excuse me, you hired Kate McKinnon, John Cameron Mitchell, and others, and you start watching it, everybody, and it's about the Tiger King. It's they're trying to be funny. You know, I mean, she goes to work and um, some of the the cats, because she has a sanctuary, a cat has peed on the phone. And, you know, it's like, this is okay. not working for me. Yeah, it's, this is not working for me. So then I went to watch The Tiger King, just to start it to compare. And when I started The Tiger King producer, I was immediately intrigued. Hmm. I was. So, you know, I can't blame it. I can't blame it on that docu-series because I didn't see that before I started watching Joe mm-hmm. versus Carol. Mm-hmm. So I went to that and I was like, oh, I would actually, I might even finish this one day. That's what I thought. It's kind of like McMillions, I was telling you, producer, mm-hmm. that HBO had about the whole um, Monopoly scam at McDonald's that happened. Right. It has that feeling we like, I can't believe these people agreed to be filmed. And Joe Exotic had his own TV show. So we have all of this footage in the Tiger King. So I just think because the Tiger King itself is so over the top and crazy and real that this show already was at a disadvantage before it even started. And they would have to be perfect to uh, to make it worth anybody's attention. I just don't think so. But if you're a huge Tiger King fan, if you watched all of that, you watched all the spinoffs are coming, you keep, you know, in delving into it and you just want to see these people do it, then maybe that would be the reason to watch it. What about you, producer? I know you've not seen the Tiger King. I haven't seen the Tiger King. It's on my list. Everybody, I mean, I, I, I was in so many Tiger King conversations that I had no idea what they were talking about, but it seemed so fascinating. I was just like, wow, I should probably watch this one day. Uh Based off of what you said, I'd probably just watch the Tiger King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to watch bad comedy. That doesn't seem fun. It's just flat, you know. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Cool. Well, um, like McMillions, that's on HBO. Um, another thing from HBO next on our list, um, HBO Max is bringing us the Taurus. The Taurus. Now, the Taurus. It stars Jamie Doran. Uh, Danielle McDonald and Shalom Byrne Franklin. And uh, it's about a guy who wakes up in Australia with um, no memory and he needs to figure out like how he how he gets back. Drama, mystery, thriller is kind of what they're labeling it as. Exactly. Yeah. And I like how you left off Olafur Dari Olafson. Yes. You don't say that name. No, you got it. Yeah. Now, when I see him, I go, uh oh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Now, what do you have against him? I don't have anything against him. He's a wonderful actor, but something's up. When I see him, I go, something is up. Mm-mm. Now, in The Tourist, Jamie plays the man. Why is he called the man? Well, you said it, producer. He has no memory. But before he loses his memory, we see him in the outback of Australia. And he has this encounter in a gas station that's reminiscent of No Country for Old Men. It's kind of like that with Sugar. Almost. So you're like, okay. You know, because he has to sign to get the key to go to the restroom. He's like, why do I need to sign? What if I don't bring it back? Okay. Now he's out driving after this 
and he's being chased by a big rig. And this person in the big rig who's hunting him down, it seems, is like whistling. What? Like Kill Bill? Very good. See, that is what my brother said. Look at that. Mm. Producer, you trying to you trying to prove yourself here? Wait a minute. At some point, a reference. <laughs> Something happens, and he ends up in the hospital. He don't remember a thing. How, you know what I do want to know, producer? Whenever these stories are told, what is it in the brain that allows you to remember how to speak? But forget who you are. That's interesting. It must be compartmentalized in some other area. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's a traumatic thing where the mind is going, no, this is so traumatic. It's safer for us not to remember any of this stuff. Yeah. That's that's what I'm assuming. It, it must be some sort of um, self-preservation thing. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now, he meets probationary constable Helen Chambers, played by Danielle. She ain't no detective. You know, she's a nice person, but she's been assigned this to figure out who this guy is. What happened? She don't know what she's getting into, and neither does he. Assigned by whom? Who who gave her the You know, the the powers that be. God, okay, but she's not a detective. They just no. you you should be able to figure this out. Right, Uh, you know, it's it's out and out back. You know, it's not Uh a lot of people available. Right. So, okay, now, he needs a place to stay, all of this. He ends up there. He ends up with uh, a married couple. Um, and they, you know, run a place where you can stay with them. You pay, kind of like Airbnb without that platform. And the woman is just talking, 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 talking. She says, don't even talk to my husband. He can't hear you anyway, because he doesn't have his hearing aid in. Why doesn't he have it in? <laughs> he talks too much. <laughs> like, this is the kind of thing you're getting. And what he finds after he gets out of the hospital, he's in the hospital, he finds this note in his pocket that tells him to go to this diner at this time and sit at this table. Of course he does. What does he find there? There's a waitress that he encounters. That's all I got to say. What's that about? Something happens when he shows up at this diner. (laughs) And he's on the run. Because obviously somebody's after him. Who? Why? Why? And then real detectives get involved in this. Now, the main detective who's involved is played by Damon Harriman, Detective Inspector Lachlan Rogers. Now, Damon Harriman is one of my favorites. He was in Justified. Um, You know, he was in one of my favorite shows. Should I even say it? I can't I can't take it because it's no longer with us anymore. But I'll say it for all of you. Yes, Damon was in Mr. In-Between. Anyway. Moment of silence. Yes. Now, this detective inspector, the DI, he has some peculiarities. I'll put it that way. But he's very serious about this case. But no one else seems to be competent around him. Mm. So can he figure out who this man is? Because the reason he's investigating is because of what happened at the diner. He All the pieces aren't coming together. Now, the constable, how is she in and out with this man? 
Is this man going to remember who he is? What's the waitress doing with him? Well, if you watch, you'll find out. When this started, the first episode producer, I was like, oh, yes. uh Uh-huh. What's going on? I really wanted to know. I was in it. Things happen. You go, whoa. Second episode, I was like, we can move it forward a little more. There's some successful moments of character development, but there is a moment, though, in that episode where you go, oh, I kind of like, okay. Episode three. When this stuff starts to come to a head, all of these characters start to meet. Some things happen and I just went, "Mm -mm, I'm not buying it. This makes no sense. I'm sorry. Makes no sense. If we have a villain, we have to make sure that we take him seriously. I'll put it that way. So that was it for me. <laughs> Made it. This sounds so promising. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> I watched half of the six episodes. It just, it's not even that it was bad. It was just that I didn't care anymore because for me to go with these people, there has to be something where I go, oh, okay, what you're doing is not going to make me go, or you're an idiot. And I don't even believe that that's what would happen. Right. Now, they're having fun with this. It's not bad. I think that, uh, producer, this will be very popular. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in anything I said, definitely check it out. Uh, get, it's like a drawn out no country for old men with an amnesia twist and some inexplicable behavior. That's what I would say. When you watch No Country, everything makes sense, even as crazy as it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I would also say, even though it's not the same, I would rather watch The Flight Attendant for something ridiculous uh, or, or Ozark for something dark. Mm-hmm. There you Got go. It. But it's, Got this it. is going to work for a lot of people. I guarantee it. A lot of people will like it. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, the Taurus. Thanks, HBO. Something else by HBO, not HBO Max. But up next is winning. Look at time. you knowing that difference. Look at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> winning time. The rise of the Lakers dynasty. Um. um so. We will assume with that title that this has something to do with the L.A. Lakers. It's the basketball team on the West Coast. Um, oh, the West Coast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> know a little bit about sports. It uh, it stars Quincy Isaac, Jason Clark, and John C. Riley, and is a a, bio, a biography drama sports focused movies about um about yeah the Lakers team in the 1980s. Yeah. So yeah, let us know about that. Yes. Yeah, I, when basketball was still good, everybody says. Everybody says, like, you know, mm-hmm. today's basketball isn't the same. Are you trying to like prod me? Is that what this is? No, no, I'm just adding some texture to the call. Talking about today's basketball. See, the producer's trying to push my buttons. No. I'm just gonna sidestep that conversation because we will derail the whole episode. But what I will say is, just to clarify, and this is, you know, I hear the voice of the ref right now. Like the producer said, so the Taurus is HBO Max only. When they say that, that means you can only find it there. It will not be airing on HBO, like on your television, if you watch it via cable. Winning Time is airing on HBO and anything remember that airs on HBO is also available on HBO max. 
So if you want all things HBO, go to HBO Max. It has every single thing, whether it's on HBO or not. Okay, that's my strong suggestion. Now, winning time, the rise of the Lakers. So this is starting before the great Dr. Jerry Buss bought the Lakers. So it's 1979. And who is going to be drafted? Magic Johnson. That's right. But his mom is like, don't call him no magic. That is not the name I gave him. Okay. Don't want him to be little magic. Sounds like some devil stuff. <laughs> you look, look, you know, these black mothers of the church don't play. Don't do it. With no magic. It's uh, Irving. They didn't even like Harry Potter. Irving magic. Irvin Johnson. Now, also, if you say magic with his last name altogether, it, that. Mm. Now, the question is, is he going to come out of college or is he going to go back? Because this, you know, would be early for him to leave college. He wouldn't have graduated. Mm -hmm. Now, his father, I mean, this man works. He works like every day. On the weekends, he's, you know, collecting garbage. During the week, he's doing something else. Yes. But he supports his son. Mm. And he goes with him out to L.A. to see what's up with the Lakers, right? Now, at the moment, Dr. Buss wants to buy the Lakers. And to do that, he has to deal with the current owner. And this current owner is a piece of work, Jack Kent Cook. He has um, someone who works for him, played by Gabby Hoffman. And what's her opinion? Because she seems competent. Does he know it? Dr. Buss does. Okay. Now, Jack Kent Cook, maybe he wants to make things difficult for Dr. Buss because for him to be able to purchase the Lakers, all of his assets aren't liquid. He has some in cash, some in real estate. You know how this could go down. Now, Jack Kent Cook could just say, no, you need to pay me all of it, you know, in money. But they work out a deal. What happens? Now, we know eventually Dr. Bus buys, because we, we know this, but right. how does it go down? Now, when it comes back to magic, there are people on the team currently. Of course, there's Kareem. Now, Kareem has already won a championship before he came to Lakers. Okay, so... You'll see him. You'll see how that all plays out. And he's played by Solomon Hughes in this show. But there is already a guard on the Lakers. Norm Nixon. Played by Devon Nixon. Hmm. And Norm Nixon is like, uh, excuse me. I'm the point guard. And we don't need this oversized dude to do that. How does he communicate that to Magic? So the question is, will Magic be dissuaded from coming out of college, which is what Dr. Buss wants? He's Dr. Buss's choice because at the moment, Jerry West, the legend, is coaching the Lakers. He might want somebody else mm. as the draft pick. So that's where we start. And of course, you get all kinds of things happening here. Now, as a basketball fan, 
as a fan of Magic, of Larry Bird, who will pop up. Watching this, I was like, oh, goodness, please. And I watched this with my brother, who is an even bigger basketball fanatic and basketball head, as you know, producer. Mm-hmm. And this is what we'll have to say about this. We want to see episode two. And I don't say that lightly. Was it perfect? No. But here is the secret sauce, and they are to be highly commended. They casted this impeccably. It is difficult to get people who are believable as basketball players and who can act. Mm. Uh, Quincy Isaiah as Magic you couldn't cast it any better. You could not cast it any better. And um, he was put through the paces in his audition to see if he could play basketball oh Oh, wow okay um so that happened if you if you keep watching at the end of the episode on hbo max if you watch it that way you'll get a little discussion afterward and you'll see what happened there uh rick fox uh hosts the discussion he's the one who put quincy through his paces so that was nice to see and i mean just straight through john c Riley is dr bus yeah and you know what coming away from it this is my knock on it. It's Magic and Dr. Bus really as the two centerpieces. Makes sense. But I was more interested in Dr. Bus as the center. Mm. He, I like Dr. Bus in this show. Like, I like the man that I'm seeing in addition to liking what John C. Riley's doing as him. Mm. So I was very interested because he, he is very good at communication. And he seems like a simple man, but he's paying attention. Like one scene when they are with Jack can cook magic and his father and they're having dinner like that whole thing. Just the way it plays out. Jack can cook is giving him this meal that magic don't want. The father's polite. Dr. Bus is like, can we just get some hamburgers? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's that kind of thing. Uh huh. You know, so you'll see what happens here. Of course, the Playboy Mansion is going to pop up and all kinds of stuff that happens here. So they have a lot of stuff to mine. My question is, are they going to make sure the story is where it needs to be? They have the cast. It's on the writing. And that still has a question mark. Hmm. What do you think, producer? Would you watch this at all? Yeah, I love um, like biopic type shows like things based off of real life i love that kind of stuff so i would totally watch this yeah um yeah yeah they just need to clean it up a bit just Mm -hmm. a little cleaner and less agenda it is 1979 it is not 2022 now see now i'm have to get into this let me tell y'all something if we are doing a period piece you don't have to make it today the comment is already in it when we watch it we are not stupid i'm tired of that Make sure you honor the characters you've written. All right, I'm done with that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.